Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome back. It's Bo, and it's another Star Wars TV talk, Bad Batch TV talk. Okay. Interesting. So, you know, again, as I've mentioned over the last two episodes, I was originally going to plan to batch all these episodes together, but instead, given the amount of content and also what was being discussed in these episodes, I thought it was better to break it apart. And I'm really glad I did because I really, really enjoyed last episode and have very mixed feelings about this one right here. So it was nice to be able to enjoy the last episode for what it was, and then to kind of approach this one for what it is. Let's first talk about the Camino and lady senator person thing. She was in an episode of one of like the most boring episodes of the Clone Wars. It was all about kind of deregulating the banking clan or the banks of the Republic. I, you know, I can't remember what it was, but anyway, point is she was there. They needed funding for you know, basically they wanted the then Republic to have unlimited funds that could go directly into the back pockets of the Kaminoans because they were providing the clone troopers and everything. So, you know, she was like deep into war profiteering and everything else and not really considered to be one of the good guys. Something that took me out in this episode is that her voice acting seemed a little off. I don't know. I, I don't really remember what she sounded like in the Clone Wars, but I feel like she had more of an authentic older, like elderly voice, whereas this one, it sounded very much like a young person doing an old person's voice. I don't know. The voice acting just wasn't quite there for me this week. Also, the way in which she was shot, for lack of a better term, I, I don't know, seemed off. There was, it, it was a weird... I don't know. Everything, it's almost like they couldn't quite figure out how to get this character right. I mean, again, that's maybe more of a personal preference, but I don't know. That's my two thoughts there. But I like that we get a chance to see how her perspective has certainly changed. Her people have been annihilated by the Empire. Obviously, they're not getting the money they used to. And so she finds herself in kind of this unique alignment with, I guess, the senatorial resistance, you know, kind of the, you know, the senator side of the future rebellion. I don't even know how we would faction these people off at this point. But one of the things I really did enjoy about this episode was getting a chance to see what the Imperial Senate is like. I don't think we've gotten a chance to really fully understand that or see, you know, a legitimate debate take place on the quote-unquote Senate floor and also the way in which the emperor plays into that. I started to kind of get the sense that we were going to see Palpatine in some form or fashion this week because it's all fun and games, but again, this is an empire, and so when the emperor shows up, you know, that's kind of going to be what's going to happen. And so we know that regardless of all of these things that our heroes are trying to accomplish, they are living in the dark times. They're living in, you know, the imperial age. Hearing the senator even talk about trying to gain clones' rights, this is not some fantasy where the good guys are going to win and the moral argument is going to, you know, see the light of day. We know that she's up against a colossal, you know, wall of imperial regulation. And honestly, it's probably she's going to fail. You know what I mean? Like we don't really have that many clones 
in the future. You know, Boba Fett notwithstanding, one imagines Omega is, is running about somewhere in Mandalorian era, all grown up now at that point. And of course, we see a few clones in the Obi-Wan or rather the Kenobi series. But for the most part, like clones are not like they're not like a people group that we see. Now, that could be retconned and changed. But my guess is they're all going to die out between now and, you know, much of what we can expect in the New Hope. And they're never going to really achieve any kind of citizen status or any kind of, you know, place in the universe other than the Emperor really wanting to quote unquote decommission them, which who knows what that means for human beings. So there's a lot of political machinations, intrigue, all that kind of good stuff going on. Here's the thing, you know, man, okay. I've said before that Echo is probably one of my more favorite characters of the Bad Batch because of his connection to the Clone Wars. I've said before, even very recently, in fact, earlier uh, in the last episode, about how much I'm enjoying how this really is a sequel series to the Clone Wars. I've said I want more Rex because of that connection as well. But he, uh, okay, so but the, the so the decision to you know remove Echo from the Batch is a ugh, not a great one. I do understand it. In many respects, he and Tech kind of serve the same role on the team. So it always seemed like they, I don't know, we got two of the same guy here. So I do understand that from a, you know, I guess team building, squad building type of way. And at the same time, because they are all clones, you want to give them their own unique arcs. And it seemed like they never really quite knew what to do with Echo. So I do get that. I also like the fact that Echo is going off with Rex. I think that makes sense that they would team up together. I want to know, can can we go off with them too? Like, can Rex and Echo take the audience with them as well? You know, I was like, Omega, go go with them. Just just go with them. You know, that'd be great. They're not going to do that though. So despite my hope from last episode that perhaps, you know, the quote unquote Bad Batch will end up becoming this large kind of group of clones that defect and are trying to kind of break away from the Empire, that doesn't seem to be the case, at least not in any time soon. My guess is the Bad Batch are going to go off, hang out with Sid, do a couple of more side missions, and occasionally the story will happen. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel conflicted about this episode. But overall, I really enjoyed this arc. And I really felt like we've got, like, collectively a, a good batch <laughs> of... <laughs> a good batch of Bad Batch. <laughs> okay, anyway, there you go. That's my thoughts on this week's episode. Look... We got an episode of The Flash that we'll be covering up here very, very soon for some Flash TV talk. That's about to be a big priority. Looking forward to diving into that with Bell, one imagines. I don't know. Will it happen? You gotta, gotta stay tuned. We'll find out. The grand return of Bell. Will we ring that bell? We'll find out. Head over to tvtalk.fm or rather go to twitter.com slash tvtalkfm. As we're having some sort of issues with our website. Don't know what's up with that. Still working on it. Anyway, that's gonna do it for me for today. But don't worry. I'll be back in a flash. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.